Well, uh, two things. Sure. Uh, you don't need. You don't need to see, say Steve and Josh. You, we are. They know who. They, I mean, like you don't even need to say that. Okay. And then it's Nolan, not with Nolan. 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 Yeah. Okay. That's, okay. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> this week on Animals Are Insane, we talk about YouTube alternatives, flat Earth, mysteries of the Earth, search engines, home phone lines, picnics, spoilers for the Bad Batch and Speed Racer. And we also talk about the Nolan variation. On behalf of Animals Are Insane podcast, we'd just like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Big Bear Picnic Company. Please visit BigBearPicnicCo.com. I can feel it coming. I don't know if I'm allowed to actually do that. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, We'll talk to legal, Josh. We'll talk to legal. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Our our legal. Uh, Who is that? Is that Google or or Yahoo? Yeah. (laughs) Well, for me, it'd be DuckDuckGo, but... DuckDuckGo, that's right. Why are you using DuckDuckGo again? Is is it a security thing? Like, what's what's the... um, I don't know. What's the true reason here? I went all anti-Google. I feel like when the pandemic hit... Why? So so nothing nothing on my phone is Google Uh except... For YouTube, because I cannot find an alternative that's that's any. What about Hit Record? That's the Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, no, platform. No, no I, I downloaded. Oh, what's it called now? Oh shoot, let me look it up. Um, but, uh, but like, for, but like in the meantime, like, why? What was there? Is is it a Google thing? Because like you you don't like that they sell your data, that they data mine, that they you know it, yeah. or like or do you a, like, a what's the what's the problem well, here? Uh, a, li- a little bit of that, a little bit of mm-hmm. like the, my, my biggest frustration with um, with Google is all the censoring, man. Like it's frustrating with Apple too, but Apple I can't really control as much. But like Google, it's like I feel like I have a little no more way control. does Apple not control as much. That's a that's a weird. Th- I mean, they're a trillion. No, they're like I think that they're as big, if not on the yeah, they're probably on the same line as Google, right? Don't you think? Yeah, it was that that um, you heard about this whole thing. It was it was I know it was Google. It was Amazon. I think it was Apple. But the the whole parlor thing made me like think twice about everything when they like. Oh, you didn't parlor. like how they shut down this like the the alt right or no? Is it alt right or is it just the right? I don't know, but it just was like so it was uh, it was a Republican run or it was a very Republican app app right? Yeah. But I think I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it was that. But it just maybe like kind of rethink everything. And I was like, well, maybe if I don't have to use Google, let's not use Google. So I found like alternatives for everything, uh-huh. except I could not find a good alternative for YouTube. There's YouTube is just fantastic. So I was using I tried out Rumble for a okay. bit, and then I tried out Odyssey. Odyssey seems a little bit better. So but, so so for the people that don't know, I mean, like, what what are these? Are they just search engines? Or are they just it, no? Uh, like like uh, so, Rumble Odyssey is kind of like a YouTube alternative. So instead of going to YouTube and, and searching for videos, uh-huh. um, you can use Rumble. You can use Odyssey. They aren't as good of an experience. YouTube's experience is way better. Um, Which is funny because like you'd think that you know your problem with the parlor issue of what they've done almost is is the same as what youtube does on a daily basis oh, dude, there's been so right? many times so many times where i've been like watching a video on youtube and all of a sudden it will just like 
stop playing mid video and then I like go to refresh and all of a sudden the video like doesn't exist. It's not in my history. It's nowhere. And I'm like, what kind of videos are you watching that, <laughs> that it gets to that no, point? No, you're no, like, no, you're, you're going to YouTube typing in boobs. <laughs> that's, that's irrelevant. Um, but I don't know. It was just like, I was just like really weird. And I don't know. Do you, do you ever listen to, um, do you ever listen to the, the dark horse pod- podcast? The dark horse podcast. What is that? Yeah. It's, um, Brett, Brett Wine, Weinstein, Steen. Weinstein? Yeah. Weinstein. It's Brett Weinstein's podcast. Weinstein. I don't listen to it very often, but I have every now and again. And like he, mm-hmm. like right away, he's like, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you should probably stop and uh, listen to it on Odyssey <laughs> because it probably will cease to exist in like T minus 10 seconds. Wow. So, there's been, yeah. So his videos are in full on Odyssey, but apparently they just, they always get like, taken down on youtube so i don't yeah, know but, 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 but they're but like, they're like information is because they're trying to they're trying to limit misinformation right but then who who who's, who's telling us well, who, what misinformation the, is right exactly right that's the biggest who's making the rules so yeah and, I mean, you, and, and like with science as far like how i understand science is it's it's always changing so yeah, what, I, I, what we I think know it's today a, is not the same as tomorrow, and mm, so on, so on. So I think I think get, it's the same issue of like people that are able to kind of prove a flat Earth, right? Don't you just love that? Love the flat Earthers, where like you know you have somebody intelligent enough saying the most intelligent things possible, and then all of a sudden the person's like, "Wait a second, I can't comprehend exactly what you're saying, but you must be right because the way you're saying it sounds right," you know, like and and then and then all of a sudden you're into flat earth conspiracies and you're like, wait a second. I can't see the, okay, you know, the horizon kind of, uh, I have a confession. I, I, I was like, super, I was super obsessed with the flat earth stuff mm-hmm. because more, more, not because I thought it was like a legitimate, um, like theory, but because like, yeah. I just, just like how, what are they saying that is making people like think this is real? Like what are they selling? And I was like, okay, I got, I gotta look into this. I gotta figure out, like, you know, what's what's happening here. This is crazy. Did you and watch so, that like, documentary on of Rocket Man? Like I, basically I, of the guy that was like a stunt man that built his own rocket to prove that the the flat Earth conspiracy well, was I, a real I, thing. I, I thought that I saw I saw something about not about Rocket Man. Get but, this, he died. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I mean, you know, no, 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 no hurt to anybody else. But I, it's crazy to think that, like, because I think he did it again. I think he did another rocket that was not documented the second time, and it's just, it's unfortunate and it's so weird because, like, that was his his entire thesis, like, to be able to prove this entire thing was to you know show people being like, yeah, this Earth is is flat. Everything else has been you know these photographs that have been taken from Earth that are you know photoshopped and everything else. I mean, it's, you know, and it's, and it's funny too, because I think, I think Shaquille O'Neal also had like some, oh, you geez. know, flat earth thing being like, yeah, you know, like, how do we get to China? Can't we just dig a, like very deep and just like, get there? No problem or something. That's such a Shaq thing to say. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, my favorite was when those people would like put a tennis ball on the ground and it would like, it would roll and they'd be like, see, see, it's flat. It doesn't move. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> oh my gosh! Like those are that's, that's so you like, did like a deep dive in the, oh, into yeah. the flatter thing. Yeah, I did a deep dive, and I thought I, I found one kind of explanation that I thought was like actually compelling. I don't know how you would prove it, 
but it was like how how it's not so much that the, the earth is like completely flat it's like a, it's a disc you hear about okay. this yeah and so okay. Ant- antarctica goes all the way around the edge of the disc so that's why we don't really go hang out in Antarctica is because there's no reason to, because there's nothing there. And technically that's where you would fall off the earth is Antarctica. Okay. So, so then there's a, then there has to be some sort of provability to be able to go to Antarctica and then fall we, off of the earth. Yeah. Right. And so, so, um, my wife's uncle is a pilot, right? He's a pilot mm-hmm. for air Canada. And so I was like, Oh, well, you know, piece of cake, easy, easy peasy. Like there has to be some sort of, um, flight path that goes over Antarctica that goes from like the tip of, of South America that goes to like Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Direct over Antarctica. Okay. Right. And I'm like, and, and like all, if like once he tells me that flight path, I can look that up. Boom. Kiboshed. You can't do it like done. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like talking about, it, I'm like, yeah, can you go from like South, South America to Australia over Antarctica? And he's like, no, you can't do it. And I'm like, what do you mean? You can't do it. He's like, no, it's, you, you can't. And I'm like, why? He's like, because you have to be so far away from an, from like a, a refueling station. You have to like, that's like how all the flight paths work for size of planes. And so, because if you flew over Antarctica, it would make your travel a little bit longer and you wouldn't be as close to a refueling station. They do not do that. So there is no... As far as I know, there's no flight path that goes from the tip of South America over to Australia, which I thought was like, oh my gosh, like, that's crazy. Like, Interesting. So, I okay, according to live science, this is through a flat earther's eyes, you know, take a look at this article. This is about the actual flat earth Antarctica thing, right? They say Earth's day and night cycle is explained by uh, positioning uh, that the sun and the moon are spheres measuring 32 miles that move in circles 3,000 miles above the planet or above the plane of the Earth. Like spotlights, these celestial spheres illuminate different portions of the planet in a 24-hour cycle. Flat Earthers believe there must also be an invisible anti-moon that obscures the moon during lunar eclipses. Furthermore, Earth's gravity is an illusion, they say. Objects yeah. do not accelerate downward. Instead, the disk of Earth accelerates upward at 32 feet per second or per, or per second squared, uh, driven up by a mysterious force called dark energy. Wow. We're all, we're all learning something here. I, yeah. I, it's just, it's, 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 you know, the weird thing too is like, so, so uh, kind of touching on this like misinformation aspect of it is that like, I think I'm so dumb that I I don't know anything. Does that make yeah. sense? No, you know, you like I I feel like there there's like this thing that's blocking a path, right? Like it's like I know the the sky is blue because I can see it, or maybe it's a different blue in my eyes than it is in someone else's eyes, right? Like some sort of color differentiation. But like you know, there's there's other things too where you know unless you are a part of the the situation, you don't really know anything. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. I mean, you know, it, like that's the thing is that like then you're like look at this and you're and, and then they tell you these things and you can have like I was saying you can have an intelligent person tell you it, use specific terms to explain it to back up what they're saying and really have them believe in it, but at the end of the day, 
you know, your logic brain, you're like, well, wait a second. We've been, you know, we've been to space. We've been around earth. We have satellites that go around, you know what I mean? Like all of these kind of things that, that, Mm -hmm. that we have other explanations to. And at the end of the day, you know, like there's, there's not much that you can kind of do to be like, well, I don't believe that. Right. There, there's a, there's a big difference, right? Like, it's like, I don't know that. I just, I don't believe it. I I feel like, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know? I like I, I okay so I really 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 like the idea that there's like like a group of people that exist that still believe that there are mysteries that we have not yet figured out yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but there are right. Like but, yeah, but like we, we, we haven't been like, to the oh, bottom of the of the ocean. The ocean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, true. And that's like twenty percent, or we've only discovered I think twenty percent of it. Right, like that was like the you know like that. that's because the Earth's flat and the ocean is just endless. <laughs> yeah, it just it just keeps going. It just keeps going forever. You know what freaks me out about that? I really feel, I feel like sometimes I feel like if if I think about it hard enough, I'm just like you know in, alone in my room, just like thinking hard enough. I feel like there's like a Godzilla down there. You know, like some a sort of kaiju, some sort of creature that is that big that like roams. You know, like that kind of. What was it called? Like the upside down world or something like that. But, you know, but because it's like we haven't discovered these things that like they can only really um, exist down there because they can't, you know, go up. They can't they they can't reach a certain point. But like imagine if there were like, you know, monsters like that, you know, I don't know why. But like I always got like a huge kick out of those movies because of just the spectacle itself and how you can kind of create this almost realistic aspect, kind of the same way that Cloverfield did. Where you're yeah. like, oh, I can believe that there's a gigantic monster in New York or wherever, you know, any one of those things. Because the way that they, you know, coordinate and position it. But the same way that, you know, like these mysteries of the Earth, you know, it's it's like the the Bigfoot thing or, you know, um, yeah. Yeti or any of these things, right? There's, there's so many different things of people that get down to such a deep hole where they actually go and they find some sort of proof. But then also the proof is backed up mm-hmm. by, you know thousands millions of years of science that may have been like oh yeah this is possible but it wouldn't have been the thing that you're thinking about well you know okay, what I mean? check. yeah think about like this that's, um Th- riddle me this josh mm-hmm. so basically like i feel like, like today, <laughs> riddle me this batman today if you don't know anything if you don't know a thing you just type it into google mm-hmm. google's like yo this is this is the right answer right but it's like mm-hmm. so then you so then essentially we're just relying on google to tell us the right answer, right? But what if Google is not telling you the right answer? What if Google is just like thinking that this is what is the right answer? And now there's a group of people that exist out there that are trying to tell people the right answer, but there's so much. But, but yeah, no. So this is the thing. You're gonna right? go. You're gonna go yeah. nuts. You're gonna go yeah. nuts just trying to think of this because then you're like, okay, well, so so then somebody is feeding me an answer. Maybe I want to believe in or I want to know is the right answer, right? Mm. But that's a that's like a thing feeding you, right? Like, or yeah. you know, like you're saying, like the Google thing, like where it's like there are facts, right? And there's fiction, right? And then you know, like there, it, it's just an interesting thing, right? Like, um, okay, so for example, like I just like I just Googled and then Duck Duck Go it and I Googled it, you know, the um, top mysteries of the of the world, right? There's and according to uh, stfc.ukri.org. Uh, uh, this is an article uh, called Top 10 Unsolved Mysteries of the Strange Universe, right? 
Number one is dark matter. Number two is dark energy. Number three is quantum entanglement. Number four, antimatter. Number five, the Fermi paradox. Number like this all feels very comic book like and like sci-fi ish, right? Like this is it's 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 amazing. And then number six, black holes. Yeah, we know they're out there, but like there's you know these things that they claim to be uh, these all 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 consuming energy. That's so I have, just a, I have a question sucks. for you. Yeah. The, the, the link you clicked on, was it the first link? It was the absolute first link, yeah. Okay, so I have DuckDuckGo. I, I just typed in the exact same thing that you did, and I uh-huh. clicked, on, clicked on the first link. And it gave me a list of the 20 greatest mysteries of the world. Uh-huh. And number one, let me just give you a, a rundown of a few to show you how <laughs> different this is. So number one is Easter Island. Number two is the legend of El Dorado. Number three is the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> the, number four is the mighty Inca Empire of South America. Number five is the Mayan Temple. So you got and, the Earth, I got the universe. Yeah, right. <laughs> is that weird? Like, like, oh my god! So, but this is what I'm seeing, right? Like, depends on like what you're searching for. Like, what what Google is saying. You know, oh, this is what we think are the biggest mysteries, or this is what we, you know, our algorithms say that this is right. You go to a different search engine and now all of a sudden you have a completely different answer and i find that to be kind of interesting too right like it's yeah, almost so, like so then do you think that the same thing would happen if you're using the other on odyssey or no not odyssey or the other uh, search engines you're saying like yeah what happened to ask jeeves remember that that was like a search engine to ask for another search engine or there was hotbot i'm going way back i'm aging myself right there hotbot yeah Man, hotbot you know, was, yeah Oh, the internet was so it. funny like 20 years ago, wasn't it? Like, yeah. it, it's so strange of how well weird it was. Imagine trying to like tell a kid that used to download music illegally. Like, that makes no <laughs> sense. Yeah, if you tell like a TikToker right now, being like, you ever use LimeWire? Yeah, <laughs> or BearShare, Napster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what's funny too is that like during those times, I remember, I don't know why, I remember I downloaded. Um, it was like a compilation. This is like before YouTube, but it was like a compilation video of really cool Dragon Ball Z fight scenes <laughs> as a music video for a Linkin Park song. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I listen to Linkin Park, I think of like Vegeta or going at it, you know? It's so, I don't know why, it's like a things that you just kind of like associate yourself with. But what's weird too is that you didn't like go to your computer, you didn't go to the internet to to be entertained at that time right like there, no, you there know, was some stuff i mean i feel like i the, the the biggest thing would be like playing that that pinball game or solitaire on your, your computer there wasn't oh. like much to do in the in the in the late 90s you know early 2000s really of just you know developing where the internet could go minecraft chess i think that was minecraft don't you, don't you mean you're, you're talking about um uh, oh, you're, you're, no, you're talking about Minesweeper. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Whoa, Minecraft, my, my God. Yeah. Like, no, that's not <laughs> That's <right>. amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, like, we're a 20-something-year-old no, game. I remember, though, back when the internet came out, there was a site. I don't know if you've ever been to this. It's called, it was called was called Rotten.com. Have you heard of this? What was it called? Rotten.com. No? I don't know if it still oh, it it's still It sounds familiar. I don't want to really search for it, but basically, they, I don't know who did it. They, they was it like was like, it was it like was it like e bombs? No, so it was just photos. Okay, but it was like photos okay. of like dead people. 
like <laughs> like <laughs> like real photos yeah like, i i believe it i'll never forget but like uh i remember we searched for this stuff and i, I remember one time in class we were searching for like severed hands i don't know why oh my God. <laughs> but like the hand would show up on the screen and because the internet was so old it would load like top down and so you start like you'd get a little bit of oh, the yeah. fingertips and then you get the hand and then you get to the bottom of the very like last section of the photo and it's like not attached to the to the wrist it's just like the hand and then you see like the bone sticking out and all of a sudden like oh my god this is crazy like go to the next one go to the next one but yeah yeah just just wait 15 minutes for this thing to load i know it's so weird to like think of like how the the technology has developed so quickly you know even between five to ten years afterward right i mean like yeah do you remember like like asking your parents to get off the phone so you could use the internet oh i know the the dial up (laughs) the dial up tone too right where it's you know well that was a whole thing i mean like they're, you know, I mean, didn't they have to bill you kind of like on broadband or something like that? There was a, oh, there's yeah, a different, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing too. Cause like, imagine trying to like sell the internet to somebody, Yeah, you know, back in the nineties. You can like email people and be like, but, but who am I going to email? I'll just mail them. Yeah. Email? Like, the hell? Do they I even love, have I an email? How, I love how the internet and the telephone line shared the line. And then the internet was like, Fuck you, telephone line, and just like <laughs> no one has a telephone line now. And like I know that's another thing too. Like I mean, you know, like like who who has like a like a home number? Yeah. now? Well, everybody has their own cell phone. Yeah, why would you have a home number? Well, that's the thing too. Is that so? Like, do you, ever, do you ever think about that? Like, just as a kid, right? Like, so like I don't think I got my very first phone until I was sixteen or seventeen years old, right? Hmm. Which is which is uh, okay, I mean, okay, some people are going to be like, what? You know, like, <laughs> how's that possible? You know, what did you do before that? And you know, and I just did something very simple. I just picked up the home phone line, called my friend's home phone line, talked to their parents for two seconds to see if they were around, right? Like, there, you know, there, it's something very, it's almost like um, so many different steps that, that like, companies and tech companies have, like, eliminated to just, like, get to a, get to a you know, specific thing. But mm-hmm. then at the, at the same time, that accessibility is almost poisonous, right? Like, when you, when you had to rely on your own home phone number, when you get off the, the phone... You can only be reached by that phone. Yeah, right? you're not you're not running around with it in your pocket. You're not you know you don't you don't have like a, a yeah. thing where you can always get a hold of me. You oh, know, like that kind you of. You know, thing. I, was, I was thinking of something funny right now. Like, I'm at, like you know, like your your voicemail for your cell phone, right? Yeah. If your 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 voicemail message was like, "Sorry, I'm not home right now. Please." please uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you've reached Josh. I'm not home right now. Leave a message like hilarious. Oh my gosh, I really want to do that. Yeah, because like now they could just text you, being like, "What the hell is this voicemail?" <laughs> like you, you, the text thing is is, is like, connected to the voicemail. Yeah, like yeah, no, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I I feel like no one sends me a voicemail anymore because yeah, everyone just texts. Well, yeah, I mean, like, well, here's the thing too is that that I wonder if that's also part of like the you know. The ecosystem that we're in now with like just people in general. Like, do you text? I'm sure you text more than you call people, right? Yeah. But there are certain people that you can call and be completely fine having a, a you know a long ass conversation with, right? Like, it doesn't, yeah. it won't do much for you to just be like just texting back and forth. But it's yeah. almost like the people that you text are kind of like, well, you know, like I mean, they might be busy. Or maybe I don't want to bother them, or maybe they just like don't like. I mean, maybe I can't get like an interesting thing out of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like that's a 
it's well, it's a, a weird thing. I remember like in school we learned like like the proper way to like format a letter and like the proper way to like write the address on the outside and like mm-hmm. you know like a, like all this stuff all this etiquette you learn about like letter writing right yeah. I feel like a, and some of it like I think translates to emails but there's mm-hmm. no like etiquette for texting there's just like it's like do what you want and that's it do you know what I mean but yeah so, I mean yeah because the same thing happened when like people were like I'm gonna make the word shorter yeah with a t9 when you know what i mean like the yeah t9 yeah right and oh my gosh having to click those those buttons like yeah yeah six or seven times and like and they got a little bit smarter where you're like oh it's guessing the word that i want yeah yeah um but yeah i mean like and then like they they came up with their own language now we have emojis like there's like so many different things and like you could read something wrong yeah you know, how many times do you do that? You look at a text, you're like, wait a second, they're pissed. Damn yeah. it. And then, you know, and then like you kind of yeah. like figure it out. You're like, oh my God, they used a period at the end of their sentence. Okay. Yeah. He, he <laughs> accidentally had caps lock on. Like, <laughs> Why are yeah, you yelling? Yeah. Why are you yelling? Yeah, yeah. Take it easy, man. I'm so sorry. And he, you know, I you love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever gotten bored of your phone though? You ever got like bored of already being like looking up like okay I looked up the news today I looked up all of the app things that I had today I mm. looked you know like you're, you're, you've like, you've been on Instagram you're like I don't really care about like looking at people's photos right now. like you ever been bored of your own phone Yeah yeah I think that's normal it, I, It's it's strange Well I, I do I've have, had that I do have a son that keeps me busy so I I don't <laughs> I don't have as much free time as you do how about that but <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah, what you're I saying. have so much free time that I've gotten bored of my own phone. <laughs> you so, bored so, me, phone. That's so backwards. Yeah, like people are like, oh, that never happens to me. You know, I, I can go like a deep dive on these type of things. You know, there's like a billion apps you could download, right, to entertain you. I know, but that's the thing is, like, I don't want to. I don't want more things on my phone. I don't. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, I'm really glad that they kind of, like, introduced that thing into iOS that I'm sure Android users probably use all the time where it's just one thing on the homepage and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like, here's my yeah. important apps and here's, like, the weather and, you know, the, all the notes that I have or whatever. And that's it. It's yeah. really nice. It's really, really nice. Oh, and, then, and then if I go into the other page and I see how many games I have that I've never played... <laughs> Okay, so I, I don't know what I did. Sometime I was messing with my phone and I turned this thing on that if I don't use the app within a certain time period, it just deletes the app. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that. I love I that it. that is a thing. I, I hate love it. It drives me crazy. Why? Because like you're you're not using it. I know, but like so your phone is like prioritizing. It's prioritizing no, your usage. No. I understand that, but I like I've deleted so many apps that I don't use. So everything on my phone now it's like I actually use. And if I want to My God, use, did I just mansplain you? Maybe. I think I just did. I think I just mansplained you. Or it's like I'm can gonna you? I'm gonna tell you how it is. But wait, can you layman's terms? Right, but is it, wouldn't this well, whole podcast okay, be so us here, here's the thing. to each other? Yeah, so here's the thing. How about you how about you duck duck go and I'll Google what? can you mansplain? To a man? Can you mansplain to another man? That's the first thing that comes up. <laughs> Do men mansplain to other men? Uh, mansplain to a... To, wait, wait. You said to another man or to a man? I want to get the to, word... To another man. 
to... Can you mansplain to another man? Can you mansplain to another man? Is there a question mark at the end or no? No, no, no question mark. Okay. So, so let me tell you about what, what Wikipedia well, tells me. Oh, so you have Wikipedia that comes up, by the way. No. So, so well, Wikipedia is the third thing. The first thing that comes up is Quora.com. Oh, I have and Quora then, as well. And then BBC.com is right. Where is the next yeah, one? But, yeah. but, but mansplaining, according to Wikipedia, <clears throat> a blend uh, word of man and the informal spl- uh, form splaining uh, is a pejorative term, meaning of a man to comment on or explain an, something to a woman in a condescending, overconfident, and often inaccurate or oversimplified manner. It's so, interesting. Yeah, so you would never be mansplaining to me. Yes, but that's according to Wikipedia. Let's go to other sources, shall Let's we? Let's go to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know what? I mean, that's the thing, too. Is like I, I remember I used to have this like, horrible coworker that used to do that thing. Where I, me- I remember I was like, oh, man, you know, like, uh, damn, I mean, the Internet's really slow. And then he would turn around and be like, well, that's probably because we all have computers in this office and we use the Internet all at the same time. So the broadband might be a little bit slower today. And like, look at me straight in the eye. And I'm like, yeah, that could be one of the reasons. Why the hell did you have to tell me that? Why did you turn around to tell me that? It's the, uh, it's the most it's the craziest thing. It's like, oh man, you know, this this sandwich it tastes like it has mustard on it. Oh, it probably does. And then you, somebody turns around, oh, it actually it does have mustard on it. It says that it read on the actual label, and that's what mustard really is tasting like. It's like it's it's um it, it drove me nuts. It drove me nuts I, when, I when people would do that. You know, and I think I just did that where I was like, oh yeah, you know, that's that's the purpose of that 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 thing is to give your phone more space or prioritize. You know what I mean? Like, I think you can. I think I can do that. Well, but let unless, me believe but, that I can but, mansplain you, Steve. I don't know, but but if if I feel like if you if I respond at the end of your mansplaining with, oh that's that's interesting, then I feel like you're not really mansplaining to me because it's it's not really it wouldn't be coming. Yeah, across but what if it was? What if it was in a condescending, overconfident, and often inaccurate or oversimplified manner? Yeah, but then I would I would take that as sarcasm. What is overconfident? How do you sound like overconfident? <laughs> I don't know how to sound confident. Uh, uh, do you remember the last president? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow. That put everything into, into perspective right there. Yeah. It's like Voldemort, though. I didn't want to like say his name. <laughs> you're you're okay with saying Voldemort, but not the other name. <laughs> Where your priorities are at, right there. I love it. It's a uh, <laughs> it's it's amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, mansplaining. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Sorry, I paused for a second there. It's okay. We're at the exact 30-minute mark, I know. as you can tell. <laughs> I, know. I was trying to like be really – I was trying to think of something really quick on the fly, and then I kind of I froze, and I'm looking at all my screens, and everything just says mansplaining everywhere on it. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I transition? <laughs> Your wife comes in being like, how to mansplain? Yeah. What is he, what is he about to do? <laughs> yeah, like – Oh my gosh! So, like, one of the things I'm looking, one of the sentences in this mansplaining thing, I look, uh, yeah, is I'm, I'm taking this right out of the context, middle of the paragraph. But this is the word. This is the sentence. It says, "And he thinks you're stupid because you're a woman." <laughs> that's, that's. I looked over, and that's that's what I see, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" 
Oh my god! They just close these windows down. How did how did these things get typed up? It's fucking hilarious. I mean, it's it's so asinine. It makes yeah, it's unbelievable. But when but yeah. you so so do you do you do you think you mansplain often then? I mean, if you mansplain, I don't me, think so. I don't think I mansplain at all. Would Sarah say otherwise? No. no, I mean, I mean, she she would shut that shit down too. Yeah, I think I think like you you get to a point with when you especially with like a partner and like a spouse and everything, like they they know you so well and they can and they can clearly speak to you in a way that you know needs to happen. Mm. Um, and I don't think I've ever yeah because like I mean I feel like I, I I assume too much from people. Maybe I'm like I'm assuming too much to mansplain, right? Like, gotcha. If if people ask me something, like I can't like I imagine that they already know the answer. Hmm. Like it's like a rhetorical thing, you know. Like, unless it's an extremely complicated thing that they think I can answer. (laughs) I mean, how often do people actually ask me something that they want an answer from? That's the that's the other question, you know. Right, like Josh, tell me about improv. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, rule one: uh, yes and, uh, you know, and and yes anding, and then I and then I'd be explaining (laughs) this in a condescending, overconfident way. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Because like I don't. I don't really know how to. I don't know how to sound overconfident. I sound underconfident. I sound yeah. like I really like. I, I wanted. I want to say the answer. It's kind of like when you're in a classroom and you know the answer, but if you say it out loud, you're like, okay, there might be. I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. And then you just kind of go through that. That's how I am, just on like a normal basis, right? Like, so if somebody were to ask me something that I probably like, I like, I might know the answer to. The way I'd answer it is kind of like maybe it's this answer, mm, okay. but then again, I mean, I don't know how I don't know how many how many conversations I have that are just quizzes <laughs> with people. Okay, okay, riddle me this, Joshua. <laughs> what do you think about picnics? <sighs> oh, Stephen, 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 Stephen. I love him. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that I love being out in the air. I love I love I love, I love breathing it. You know, in, in 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 one of those places that you know are forest bound. The location's beautiful. Um, you know, it's it's not too hot, not too cold, not too moist. All that stuff. So what like, I love even more, somewhere like Big Bear, maybe. <sighs> Stephen, 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 Big Bear. Yes, one of the great things about that, especially being in California, I didn't know if you knew this, is that. <clears throat> You could go to Big Bear and go to the beach in this in the same day. So in the wintertime, you can literally snowboard and surf in one day. But imagine if you could just go there to enjoy and be one with nature and enjoy each other's company. Hmm. Imagine you could do that. Well, yeah. Stephen, I've got an answer for you. I've I've got the I've got the answer for you that you've been you've been so hopefully wanting to ask this question of. That can happen. With today's sponsor. The today's sponsor is brought to you by the Big Bear Picnic Company. I'm really, really excited about this one because, you know, not only is it a service to, to enjoy a lot of people, you know, it could be for a birthday party, it could be for a date, it could be for, um, you know, any sort of special occasion. Um, they will literally cater to your need by creating a beautiful setting uh, you know, d- dependent upon the actual location in Big Bear, 
uh, that, you know, has excellent food, beautiful setup, great photo opportunities, you know, for the gram, of course, you know, everybody mm-hmm. needs that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but the thing is that like, they're exclusive, right? They're exclusive to Big Bear. Um, luckily enough, a lot of people, you know, tourists go to Big Bear and they want to enjoy their company and want to enjoy people's company. So, you know, that, that is something that, uh, really is really exciting. And it's something that I think everybody listening should definitely check out. Please go to bigbearpicnicco.com. That's bigbearpicnicco.com. What do you think of that one? That was pretty good, right? Yeah. I like it. I got, I just got to polish it up. I'm clearly Sarah's probably listening to the, in the next room being like, dude, you completely misrepresented that entire. <laughs> what if they were just like a gun company? <laughs> like, what, what if it was something that was completely different? Do you imagine? No, they're they're really great though. I mean, it's it's one of it's a it's a close friend yeah. of ours and everything. And uh, you know, it's 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 a really interesting experience too. I mean, because but you've never been to Big Bear, so you've been to no. But you, you know, mean, what, like, you, like, no, I'm I'm looking at the site right now, and it's pretty cool because like. Essentially, like if you're going to Big Bear and you're just like, I mean, p- packing a picnic is a big deal. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And oh, it's like, yeah. especially like if you're coming from out of town, then you got to like think about all this stuff. And so it's like, you know, you just give them a few ducats and then like, you know, you get it set up for you. And it's like they take that that stress off your plate. Yeah. So they take this, they, yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing all the, the leg work, too. And plus, I mean, like, look at the if you just look at the photos alone, I mean, just, you know, beautiful yeah. It's a beautiful. They have beautiful no. areas that they set these like you know picnics up. It's it's just like a really great experience for people, you know. Yeah. No. It looks. I'm at, I'm at, I'm I'm looking at the site right now. I'm kind of going through it, and it looks it looks a lot of, like a lot of fun. I don't know. And I like that they do offer as well like full cabins. Like you can stay in a cabin. Mm-hmm. So it's like again, I don't know. It just sounds amazing. And they have like charcuterie <laughs> boards. I don't know. Just they, they offer photo <laughs> sessions. Like every, I don't know. It sounds great. Right? Yeah. So so you know, I love that this is kind of like the addition toward the ad. But you know, anybody that's listening, go go to their website. It's very awesome. It's very cool. And it's you know, it is. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, we've been up there definitely a good handful of times, and and you know, it's one of those places too where you kind of like forget that it's in California. Mm. Right. It almost feels like Narnia. Like you're going through something to get somewhere else. And you're like, wait a second, this is attached to the same place that is literally like two and a half hours, three hours away from where I am. Mm. Not crazy. It's so weird. It's so weird to be, to be a part of that kind of thing. But yeah, so, so you've, but you've never been to big bear. So you, you've been to LA, you've been, you know, you've lived in San Francisco, but did you ever go like to any of those like spots in California, like Joshua Tree, you know, like the kind of like famous areas, San Diego, no. that kind of thing. No, I've only been, I've been to Santa, San Jose, Santa Clara, Santa Barbara, and then I went as far south as Laguna Beach, and that's really it. And I loved, oh, wow. I loved everything. Like I thought Santa Barbara was amazing. I thought Laguna Beach was amazing. Like it's just, I don't know. It's like the one, the one thing about like California, and the one thing about like certain areas like Santa Barbara and like Venice and all that stuff that make me feel terrible is that everybody there is beautiful. Hmm. Isn't that like an, 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 it's a weird, like how, how it's all the how vitamin D possible. It's all that vitamin D baby. <laughs> it's a vitamin D that, that breed the beautiful, you know, yeah. though. I mean, I will say though, like 
there there are some spots though that they may be beautiful people, but God damn, they're assholes. Like there yeah. there are some that are just super assholes around there. You know, yeah. like I mean, I, you know, for some reason they're just they have that they have that air about them. They're like, I have more money than you, and I have a Tesla. You idiot. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. And I'm just gonna moonwalk out of here. That's my that's my overconfidence. Yeah. <laughs> right hey, um, I was gonna ask you. Do you think that if Jim Carrey and Keanu Reeves oh, and Jason God. Momoa were in a movie together, it would be good? Oh my God, I can't. I, I I've been kind of like weirdly excited to talk about this, <laughs> and like and uh, and also wanting to steer clear of it. Yeah, we because... should we should preface everyone who who didn't listen to two episodes ago. So both yes. me and Josh were talking uh, on episode eight about how I watched a movie called The Bad Batch, and Josh had not seen it. And then Josh watched a movie years ago called uh, Speed Racer, and I didn't see it. So we kind of asked, we kind of watched the, each other's movies, and now we're going to kind of talk about our experiences. Yeah, have uh, small experiences, micro-reviews, all that kind of stuff, <laughs> and just, you know, kind of uh, relate it back to that content before, um, you know, because... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, let me let me start it out. Let me get it off my my chest. You know, I I want to mention like some good things. You know, it was really tough to be able to to nail down some good things. But I will say one thing about the Bad Batch, um, and also you know, so just just so again, like everybody knows, I'll, I'll you know the uh, according to the the actual storyline of IMDb, the Bad Batch follows Arlen. After she's left in a Texas wasteland, fence off from civilization while trying to navigate the unforgiving landscape, Arlen is captured by a savage band of cannibals led by the mysterious Miami man. With her life on the line, she makes her way to the dream, which is a person. Um, As she adjusts to life in the Bad Badge, Arlen discovers that being good or bad mostly depends on who's standing next to you. You know, you know, the craziest thing is like that, that, Summary sounds way cooler than the execution. Okay, you know what's crazy? I have I'm on IMDb right now, and I have a completely different summary. Oh, the storyline on the I, was that yeah. based off of DuckDuckGo? Maybe I don't know. It's just all what, it says. What does is, yours say? It says in a in a desert dystopia, a young woman is kidnapped kidnapped by cannibals. Damn, that is a much better. That's like that's the log line. I gave I gave like the the whole. Yeah. Everybody feels this and this, you know. Um, That's all and, I have here uh, on IMDb. Oh, uh, I see it. It's, yeah, it's right, right up at the top. I see it. Yeah. Oh, you did the storyline. Um, yeah, I did the storyline. Sorry. Oh. Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about this, you know, especially about your experience, because now I can understand why people would, you know, be at TIFF going mm. up to ask the director and everybody else, like, what, ha- like, what is this? Yeah. You know, were you high making this? Like there, there's so many things about it. And like I said, like the storyline sounds really cool for like a, you know, like a Western, like it'd be a really cool, like under, mm-hmm. you know, like small thing if they, if they were to be able to to execute it that way. But, you know what? Hey, wait, wait. I was going to ask you like, when, when did the movie like lose you? Right. Cause when I feel did like, it, yeah. When were you when did like, it lose me? Yeah. Um, I think it, I think it lost me. Right when, oh yeah, also, I mean, just on a weird thing, it's not just Jim Carrey, Jason Momoa, and Keanu Reeves. 
Giovanni, or G, yeah, Giovanni Ribisi is in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody knows who that is, but you know, you should look him up. He's, he's a great actor. Yeah. That's when it lost me was when his character was like, Oh, you know, look up things. I'll call you later. Or like, you know, going all bananas or whatever. And yeah. they were clearly ADRing a gigantic portion of that movie. I imagine it's because when they're, when they're, you know, filming in the desert, they have a crazy amount of wind, but you know, mm-hmm. any one of those things. Um, and that's and that's maybe like 10 15 minutes into the movie because mm-hmm. because they, they do this thing where they have like a small setup which is so absolutely unnecessary like the 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 entire setup uh, even like all the way before when they say 5 months later all of it unnecessary if they started it out with this chick that was just like amputated with these two things i think that that's a, a greater mystery than in like in like part of her character and everything much better than actually showing us like the you know people chopping off limbs to cook them and to be like cannibals and stuff like a part of it felt like there was like this like other chapter of mad max that they had Mm. these ideas and they were like wait a second these ideas suck and so then they put them into a trash bin and the director writer somehow was walking down the hallway and saw, you know, George Miller throw this shit away and was like, wait a second, there must be gold in them in, in them shit, you know, like that kind of thing. And stole the, you know, the basket and ran off with it and then created this movie. That's like the the way that I would, I kind of would describe this. But one of the things that I want to give it, I, I do want to give some of the, like this movie at least some, you know, positive parts of it, right? Yeah. The soundtrack was banger it was so good i loved that soundtrack i mean and and the soundtrack meaning that like it was like the compilation of songs that they had in which must have been so expensive which is probably where (laughs) a gigantic portion of the money went to because there was there was a lot of great like great great music in that um but yeah and then also i mean you know jason momoa i mean i I don't know uh, if i can believe him being a cuban you know, like, uh, the way that he, he acted. I mean, it was like, it kind of felt like somebody that was pretending, not like acting, but like, just like, you know, uh, almost doing some sort of caricature of a Cuban. And I was like, Oh, this is, this feels weird. I don't know. I mean, maybe Jason is Jason Momoa Cuban or am I, or is that just, you know, weird? I don't know. In any yeah. case, um, I yeah, want to I mean, like, bring then, up the fact that, that this movie, it says on Wikipedia was made for $6 million. Holy mother. Okay, so then it, it, then we're probably safe to say it's about three, right? Because a lot of the times, like, when it, when it comes to budgets that we see on, like, Wikipedia or even on numbers, um, usually they're blown up by about double to uh, justify marketing costs and distribution costs and all that kind but of did stuff. You, did you see any marketing for this movie? <laughs> Dude, no, I'm I, didn't even, I, co- I completely forgot this movie even existed, you know, from the fact that you've already, you know, you're, had your TIFF thing. So I, um, I would say that, like, we would give it the full six because I don't think... I mean, it, n- not from what I've seen. <laughs> I don't know if that's six. I mean, maybe I, I maybe, maybe, like, maybe, the cost of the actors. Yeah, but six. I mean, Keanu, Keanu Reeves alone, yeah. Ke- there, so, there you go. So, like, a gigantic above, above the line must have been... Mm. a giant portion of that to music and actors, right? Like if if that's kind of safe to say, like some of the cinematography was interesting, but then some of it felt like very student filmish. Does that make sense? Like they, they did a lot of these things where like they would mix this like slow motion with like regular type of, you know, like they, 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 every time it was slow motion, there was a song on 
And then, mm-hmm. and then when they kind of went back into it, it felt like too distorted of like, you know, the, the, the camera angles or whatever they were doing. They didn't really like decide on kind of what the kind of movie it was, you know? Yeah. Like it, like, but okay, anyway, okay. so yeah. But, but the Jim Carrey scene. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things in the trivia was that the, uh, like, I mean, it says it right in, in, um, <clears throat> in, uh, the, uh, what's it called? Like the IMDB trivia. Uh, and it says it exactly right at the bottom. It says Jim Carrey's first film role in which he never speaks. It, and, and like, and a part of me was kind of like, this is, this is so crazy <laughs> to see him as like this amazing character actor, you know, comedian and all that kind of stuff doing in, like, especially when he's like right next to Jason Momoa, like Jason Momoa is such a beautiful human being and then also ripped to hell. And then like you yeah. look over at you know, Jim Carrey and he looks like this bum, like, like yeah. homeless man, but you know, it, okay, like, but like, did you like his scene? I don't, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing is like, if like, I think you have to kind of like the movie to like the scenes, right? It's the same thing with like Keanu Reeves where like he was explaining his business about like picking up shit. I was like the, the the monologue thing at the end of it all just like, didn't like, I was like, what is the per like, is it, does it have to play in like, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing, Steven. <laughs> we get real with you. It kind of like harks back to the beginning of this podcast. I don't. I, I think it's just because I, I don't know anything. Like I don't think that the movie gave me enough. Like of this, am I supposed to interpret a lot of these things? Like the Bad Batch. I mean, like there was like the first ninety nine that to be exiled or something like that. And you know, Jason Momoa's character is clearly one of them. Or you know, or like the old big buff dudes. I don't know. It's like are they cannibals because they you know, are easily able to eat girls or something, you know, like, and then also, I mean, while, while I think Suki Waterhouse kind of like actually did a fine job that accent was terrible. Mm. Holy crap. It's as if like everybody that had an accent in this movie, just like, just kind of phoned it in, you know, it just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the hell they were doing. Except for um, Keanu. Keanu's just oh yeah, Keanu. of course. Keanu, Keanu was just Keanu. Like, you know, <laughs> It's like he was coming off of like playing John Wick and he was like, I guess I'll just keep the mustache or something, you know, yeah. like see, seeing what happens. Even the way he walks, like the way Keanu walks <laughs> is just like it's it's it kind of looks like he's about to kick ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. every every time like he just he has like this like kind of strut down the uh to be able to walk. But yeah, I mean like I I the the thing about the movie is that you could literally keep it on, go take a dump. You know, enjoy your enjoy your your phone for fifteen minutes. Uh, you know, maybe do some dishes, get the house kind of cleaned up and everything. Sit back down, and you would still be fine. There won't there wouldn't be a, a, a you know a missing a beat because there's not a lot of this like character development or story development because it's it, it has a lot of these straightforward things without any words. Yeah, that was the thing is that like I don't know how how this person pitched the script. Like I would, I would, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's George Miller's dumpage from like the 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 you know basket or trash can that he had, and you know the director just kind of you know ran in and picked it up, like because yeah. it was just like it, it was as if you know th- there was just like this like there was just no words. Yeah. So maybe, hey, maybe and again maybe I'm just a fucking dumb dumb and I'm not getting it. So who would you who would you recommend this movie for? Wow, very good question. Who would I recommend this movie for? 
Um, I would recommend it to the people that have watched everything on Netflix and still need more. <laughs> that's a pretty good answer. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, uh, that's, that's what, that's what I'm going to stick it with, you know, but, uh, thank you for the floor, Stephen, please. I would love, I would love to hear your experience with, with speed racer. Now let me, let me also preface this. So, so then that way Go. you and everybody else knows I was very, very high when I saw that movie. So there, there, there are little snippets of things that I remember, you know, it's like, it's like when I saw, um, Dracula untold, I was so drunk. My friend and I were like stumbling around in the actual theater, trying to find our tacos instead of actually paying attention to the movie. That was kind of very similar to my experience with speed racer. Although I will say with speed racer, there were like these moments where I was like, Holy crap. Like how did the directors, you know, like come up with that? The same, the same thing we were talking about before. Yeah. But yeah, it's, please. Okay, so so I feel like it's weird to watch Speed Racer in 2021 because I think that a lot of movies have borrowed things from it. So, so like it like if I were to describe Speed Racer mm-hmm. for someone that hasn't seen it but has seen it about 2008. Stuff, yeah. So, I feel like Speed Racer is a mix of Cat in the Hat and <laughs> Scott Pilgrim with oh. cars. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting way of putting it. Also, yeah. it came out during a, like a year of, of titan ass movies, right? Mm. Iron Man, mm. The Dark Knight. I mean, like it almost kind of felt like it was. It, it, but it's, it was it's gearing such up. A, it's such a kids movie that I wasn't like a kind of or you know what I would even maybe maybe mix in uh, the Flintstones movie in there. Mm, okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe John Goodman was in the Flintstones, right? Yep. Yeah. Maybe that's where I was getting it. Yeah. It's just I don't know what it was exactly, but it's just like the sets remind me of Cat and Hat. Just how ridiculous everything looks. Like the colors are everything is like super like bright and like mm-hmm. just like obnoxious. And then the CGI, it's like we weren't there yet. So when they're like doing these wide shots of the world, everything yep. looks so cheese. Yeah. And like I was like, what the heck is it? Like it, it was hard for me to get over the bad CGI in it. It was really hard. I had a really so hard time. It was, like, it was, it was because of the age of yeah. CGI that was was that was that difficult. Yeah, I think and, it, and I remember even during that time, like there was a lot of lens flare work, right? Like there's a lot of, you know, I don't know if I remember lens flares. It, 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 like, it like, a, the, <laughs> like a J.J. Abrams type of thing. I don't remember. They didn't, have any, they didn't have any of those kind of things. I don't remember, but I do oh remember. God, that's how high I was. There was um, there's a fight scene where they do this like weird kind of like slow mo with like the punches. You kind of like see reverberations on it. It kind of reminded me of the Matrix, but it actually reminded me more of Scott Pilgrim and mm. uh, and how like so. I feel like they were they were kind of experimenting with stuff. They were figuring stuff out. I mean, the weirdest thing right away, right off the bat. When the movie starts, it says it's directed by the Wachowski brothers. And I was like, oh, they didn't change that. I thought they would have changed that. I'm pretty sure that, like... Yeah, I can't imagine that they that, that any distributor is going to go back and be like, oh, just to be, you know, PC and safe, safe enough for them to be, like, you know, they, not they like, rude. They like, they, like, cross it off. like <laughs> Yeah, just the all. Wachowskis, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, but, you know, but real talk, you know, it is called Speed Racer. How did you like the, the actual... The you know, choreography of the racing. Well, it, it reminded me of F Zero X. It, it it totally goes mm. full video game where like the yeah. racing is not real at all. It's not believable. It's just completely fantasy. <laughs> they even do the freaking ghost run 
in the movie, I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and yes. I'm curious, right? Like, I'm curious mm-hmm. if, like, if, if, I don't know what came first. It's a chicken egg situation. I don't know. Did they do the ghost run first or was, did the Mario Kart do ghost runs first? But, mm. but yeah, because, like, he's racing his brother, his, like, dead brother. And then, oh my gosh. And that, okay, that reveal was the dumbest, like, piece of shit of, like, oh my God. The whole time he's <laughs> racing this dude. The, the main character, Emil, he's, like, ra- racing this dude, or, sorry, Speed Racer is racing this other guy called, like, uh, Racer X, and the whole time he's like, oh, I know this guy. This guy races just like my dead brother. Like, I think that must be my dead brother. Maybe, like, because he came about two years after my dead brother. He's and the like, guy from Lost. Yeah, he, and, and, and the, dude, I could tell it was Matthew Fox just from his jaw. It's, I was like, that's not, that's not the same <laughs> that's actor. Why, that's why I thought, I thought at that time he would have been a great Batman Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and mm-hmm. but people are gonna like they'd be like, but his but his voice is too high. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Yeah. You know, you, you know, yeah, you, don't, like, you don't give Matthew oh Fox enough. Uh, but then the movie does the stupidest shit where it's like he like takes his mask, his max mask off at the end of the movie, and the, in the speed race, he's like, oh, you're actually not my brother. Oh, whoopsies, whoopsie, whoopsie. And then they do this whole scene where it is his brother. He just got like plastic surgery, and made his face different, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here? Like, come on. Like, it's such a stupid, like, it's, it's, why? Like, why couldn't it just been his brother? Like, it's, it's so silly. Like, it is his brother, but it just doesn't look like his brother. But it's like, he knows. I, I, well, like, I, 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 think, I think, I think it just, I think it's just kind of one of those, like, tropes that, like, maybe filmmakers have where <sighs> it's, it's, it becomes, like, a complicated thing between how do we make this shocking or how do we make this kind of, you know. Um, don't show his job. Like, like a bigger reveal. Yeah, but I mean, but like, but it's, but the character itself from the cartoon, right? I mean, like, yeah, you know. and again, so I never saw, I never saw any of the cartoon. So I'm curious maybe if like some of these storylines and some of this stuff was like built into the cartoon. So there's mm, some like, yeah. like nostalgia in there for people. Like people are like, oh yeah, this is just like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I, I can't really speak on that. I'm just speaking it from the movie itself, seeing this movie. A few days what, about, what about like recommendations? Like, I mean, like you kind of like you, the way you asked, like, so like, would you recommend this then for like people with kids or like, I mean, like who would you recommend? I don't this know, for? man. Like, geez. Cause the cuts are so fast. It's so zany. It's so out of control. It's like, it's like, you're going to give your kid like a friggin' it's like, it's like if you're, t- you're the type of parent that like feeds your kid, like a Red Bull and then like throw them in front of the TV. <laughs> like your kid have a great time. Like the, the movie is just nuts. <laughs> It's nuts. It's out of control. The cuts are like insane. There's like I'm pretty sure there's like a like a seizure warning before the movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, what is happening here? Like some of the stuff towards the end, like the the last race was kind of neat. Yeah. They do some cool things. There's this weird thing at the end too, where they like pause the race and they all like get out of their cars and like have a conversation in the middle of the race. And I was like, what are they doing exactly? Like, do you, do you think that maybe your expectations were a little too high in this? Maybe, but the, okay. But you weren't the only person that that has told me that it was a cool movie, and so I was kind of looking mm. forward to it. And it like, yeah, but so maybe, I, maybe the movie needed some sort of effect of it actually being like in theaters. Like you know, like it's mm. it's kind of like watching Tenet. Like Tenet needed to be watched in theaters. It didn't yeah. need to be watched at home. That, that that movie like demanded a certain environment. Maybe yeah. the same way with this one, right? Because I remember, didn't it come out in IMAX? Like, didn't it? Wasn't it like? I think so. You know, especially during like those times, like it was, it was, a, it was a much bigger deal to be doing like IMAX yeah. stuff anyway. It came out when we were both living in San Francisco, I believe. Yeah. Uh, were you guys? No, no. I, I came in. I came in two thousand nine. Oh, okay. 
so I was definitely there because I remember my my roommate at the time recommended it, and I was like, I don't, I wasn't interested. Yeah. So, but but that's what I mean. So sometimes maybe it's the it's the experience itself that kind of, um, you know, overthrows the actual content. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's like some things where it's kind of like um, it's like the first time or like the first night that you saw like the return of, of Star Wars. Right. Like when when like, mm-hmm. the, like the uh, what was the first one called? Oh, my gosh. There's the last Jedi. There is the Empire? last. Uh, oh. No. Or, or Sky, Skywalker's reopening or what the what the hell was it called? Revenge of the Skywalkers. <laughs> yes story of the mary sue <laughs> no what was what was the first one called what what first the one force was? awakens oh my god that almost when you that, say the first one i'm like sorry yeah yeah i i and I meant the uh, the newest trilogy, but like, but the night that like you would go to like a really great theater and have like a giant crowd that is very excited to see this new, you know, this new thing, um, that like that feeling makes the movie better, right? Mm-hmm. It makes the experience better. So the movie might not even be good, right? So maybe it's the same thing with like, like my experience with Speed Racer was so much better because. I was off my rocker and I was like in a different mm. universe, you know, and, and a, and a part of me kind of feels like I should have been that way watching bad batch. Although I'm sure that if I was off my rocker, bad batch would be four hours long instead of, you know, two. And it was a two hour long movie. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, anyway, I don't know. Yeah. I think it might just be an experience thing. Well, and it's like if you're watching something when it comes out, like Speed Racer hasn't aged well, so it's it's hard mm-hmm. for me to judge the age of the movie today. Like if I would have saw it when it came out, yeah, there are a lot of movies out there that didn't age well. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. So it's just it, but story wise, it was all over the place. And like John Goodman and Susan Sarandon, I'm like I can't believe the cast in this movie. <laughs> but like, and then like the 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 younger brother has like a pet monkey. That, yeah, yeah, that was like a, a famous thing, right? Like he would keep it in the in the trunk. I, well, again, I've never seen any of the cartoons, so I, I don't know if this is from the cartoon or if this is like new stuff. I have no idea. But it just, I don't know. I think the cartoon's probably a lot better. It's funny too because like even like the the more like this recommendation is Sky High, Spy Kids, and Surfs Up. <laughs> so yeah. I mean like that's it's a, a it's a straight up kids movie. Yeah, I mean it, uh, maybe it's not like pretending to be anything other than yeah. It's but crazy. here's the weird thing is that the Wachowskis literally went from like the Matrix trilogy yeah. to this. Well, isn't it like three for you, one for them? Uh, uh, it was it was two for them, one for me. There we go. Two for them, one for me. But but you know what I mean. Like, I think I think the Matrix or whatever they've done with that allowed them to do anything, right? Cloud Atlas, Jupiter Ascending, Speed Racer, yeah, Sense Eight. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, it's it's a it's an interesting thing too. You know, especially with their filmmaking skills and like their you know like yeah, how they are like, as filmmakers. But maybe they're like one of those filmmakers where it's like they just got lucky. Like Matrix was like no the Matrix I don't know no 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 I'm that, saying that, that like they they nailed the Matrix but then anything else it's just it, it's not it's okay but it's just it doesn't have that like special you know like Nolan it doesn't matter like what he does it's like cool 
right? Yeah, and you and you should read his book, the the Nolan Variations. I think everybody listening should should read his book. It is it is beautifully fascinating and like, and it goes into like his his entire journey from like how his school and how his like you know upbringing affected the way that he. Uh, wrote movies or how him and his brother wrote movies and everything. It's, it's, it's fascinating. But I think, I think Nolan, I was actually just talking to a friend of mine about this is that Nolan is like a super outlier of filmmakers, mm. right? The, there's a like few. Nolan is what's that? I think there's a few, there's a few filmmakers that like kind of rise above the rest. I, I mean, but, but I think Nolan is, is the most consistent entertaining blockbuster breaking uh, filmmaker, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't, like, I mean, I, like, I wouldn't even put him in the same category as, like, you know, Steven Spielberg or, you know, those guys, like, you know, a little bit back mm. then. Like, like if you if you could think of one right now of, like, a Nolan type of filmmaker that one is consistent, both in, like, releases and in, like, the crazy content that he releases, but okay, then but- also in how they're, like, reviewed and, like, revered and everything. I mean, yeah. like, it's... It's very interesting. I think he's going to be studied for a very, very long time because, you know, he is a filmmaker through and through. Um, And, you know, like, I think, I think, I think it wouldn't be, you know, like inappropriate to say that he's like among like the Stanley Kubricks of filmmakers. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock, Stanley Kubrick, Christopher Nolan. Like, I I think that like this like generational jump. Well, that's the thing too. Is that Scorsese, uh, and, and that, and you know, would you put Scorsese in there as like, uh, as as the kind of thing that, like, as the kind of filmmaker that elevates, you know, mm. the platform? Like Scorsese is always great at like violence. Like, like he yeah. knows how to do that. You know. What about like Aronofsky? No, I yeah, still Aronofsky wouldn't. I don't think would be, would be in that kind of category either because he's all he also plays in a very different arena right i mean like he doesn't do the blockbuster thing the way that nolan does yeah it's true right that's the kind of thing it's it's like i think i think john favreau could have been that had he consistently hit great movies after iron man elf well elf elf is the thing is that probably is making him you know millions of dollars a year just from syndication from like you know those back end points um but i mean but even that you know like like that's what i mean it's like it's it's hard to like point out another filmmaker that's like Nolan, that is like one of those things to watch of like the consistency of what he's doing specifically with studios, yeah. like the studio thing. Like I mean, I think Tim Burton could have been that too. I mean, he had like a really good hot streak, mm-hmm. you know, from early eighties, nineties, and kind of like a little bit early two thousands. But then he just went kind of, you know, it, it's as if like he saw Guillermo del Toro coming up and being like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, oh, someone else can do this like cool gothic type of style and stuff, and and you know, surpass me, you know, like that's a you know, that's that's kind of an interesting thing too. And I and I wonder if it's if it's like um if it's like a tiredness, right? Like Nolan does a thing where you know he doesn't release things every year. Like he takes his time. He's methodical. You know, he has his uh, methods and everything that. And, you know, is, is very, he's, he's just consistent with these things. But every time that he releases something, it's huge. I don't know, I don't know if I can make the same argument with like Tenet because Tenet is a very, it's a, it's a hard, I mean, we should, we should try to get a, get to a point and try and cover Tenet because. Yeah. Okay. I, what about, have, I feel like I've got to rewatch that movie. Okay. What about Inarutu? 
he's again like it's it, maybe it's a blockbuster thing. Like the thing is that like he but made like, what uh, Birdman and and The Revenant were like just you know yeah. I think they were spectacles like in a filmmaking sense of like oh look what I can do type of thing. But I mean if okay so so thinking about that what are his other movies like if you if you um if you weren't like looking at IMDb could you like name a couple other one of his movies to be like holy crap like this is something that you know. I just the only one I remember I'm, I'm looking at his IMDb right now so the only one I remember is um, Babel. Babel, okay, yeah. But, see, I, but but like, but again, but, but he does a lot of he does a lot of Spanish movies, so it's it. I don't know if that's a fair. Okay, what about Quran? Yeah, that's some that's what, that's exactly that's what I pulled. You up. know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's like that's the thing is like it, it's hard to place them, and I and I wonder if it's like um if it's also almost like a jealousy within but, the filmmaking community. But you think that like maybe the blockbuster thing is going away because like. You know, because we have Netflix now, we have these things, and like I don't think that Nolan's going to keep keep it up. I don't. I don't think Nolan will ever make a deal with an OTT. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. Mark it on your calendars, everybody. August fourth, or I guess whenever this is released, it's you know a week later. But yeah, yeah I, I I really don't think I really don't think he will. Um, just because. You know, and also because he's a lover of, of film. Oh, Tarantino. Mm. He's probably the other, the you know, extremely consistent person because he has his own thing. Mm. Same way that Nolan does. Like, they, they have their own things. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that would be, you know, considered. You know, one one person that I, that I think is going to be, you know, I mean, well, I mean, I think is already kind of huge, but he also has, like, his own thing and own style and own way of doing things is... um. Ryan Coogler, mm. I think I think he's a absolute you know powerhouse of a director and somebody to look out for, especially when it comes to his movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Or, or um, Keen 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 and Kel, the <laughs> oh Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, there we go. Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel. Sorry, wrong. <laughs> wrong deck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like a I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. Yeah. Oh man, that was a great movie too. No, Jordan Peele, I feel like can be Welcome to Good Burger. <clears throat> what? Can be the next too. Oh yeah, no, yeah. He's he's Yeah, I guess yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, like he's also playing in like his own like horror genre type of thing. Yeah. He's yeah, he's very good too. I mean, like in each one of his movies are kind of like they're not what you expect. Mm-hmm. Or they're not like what you expect, like like the like the Shyamalan type of thing, where you're like, oh god, what's this, <laughs> what's this twist gonna be? You know, like, yeah, I don't know. There's yeah, there's just like some of those things. All right, dude, it'd be a good deep dive. <clears throat> yeah, next time. All right, man. All right, peace. Later.